What's up? I'm back. Episode three. I'm 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 doing this. I'm going at it. I like I don't worry. I won't announce the episode count every single fucking time. Oh, you know I'm I'm just annoyed today, and, and that's honestly the start of how most of these episodes are going to go. Uh, you know, I've I've been a photographer for God. I, I don't even know how long I want to call myself just a photographer itself. Like how like. I don't know when you qualify, you know, I, I, I don't know when to say, yeah, you're a photographer. You're, you're in like, I, I don't, I don't know what the, what the bar is that you need to meet for that. But, uh, I have been pursuing photography. Let's put it that way for fuck. I don't even remember now. It's been a, it's been a few years. It's been three, maybe four years at this point. Uh, actually it would have been, it'd be coming up on three now. Um, Something that bugged the hell out of me when I was first getting going. Uh, whenever I get into something new, I'm going to be the type who's going to look up something like fucking crazy. I'm, I'm going to dig into it. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to annoyingly do the research uh, far too much before I actually ever end up doing anything, uh, which is detrimental to my own uh, process, but at the same time, uh, just detrimental in general. Um, because especially in something that's as subjective as photography. I mean, it's kind of like music, you know, like music was the same way. I was self-taught for the most part. Uh, I was forced in front of a snare drum when I was a kid. Uh, I was, I was actually forced in front of a trombone at first and that didn't go too well. Um, but yeah, I, I was stuck in front of a snare drum and that was it. When you have one drum and I've been drumming since I was 12 years old, uh, very boring after a while gets old, which is why I've, you got people doing all these fucking stick tricks and shit. Well, uh, after a certain point, you branch out. But uh, you're really only going to do that based off of your own ambition. Because, again, music is a subjective thing. Do you keep up with it? Like, How many people do you know that played music in high school still play music? I was like, my other half played trumpet in high school. I haven't seen her, play, I, I haven't seen her pick up a, a wind instrument of any kind ever since. Or brass brass. Fuck. It would be brass. Wouldn't it? God damn it. Um, anyway, uh, photography is kind of the same way. It's like, I feel like if somebody forced you to get into it, you're probably not going to branch out too terrible much unless you want to do it on, unless you really get into it on your own. And I, I feel like the people who get the farthest with photography are the people who wanted to pick it up in the first place. And most of those people, yourself, you might be included, you might be included, are going to, especially based on the title of this episode, are going to be doing the same thing I did. You're going to do the research. And one of the things that you're going to look at is what, how do I start? How do I get started in photography? How do I, what's, what's the best way to get started? And man, are you going to get a lot of fucking dumb information? Uh, there's, there's going to be some fundamentals, obviously, like you want to get into those fundamentals. You want to learn the rough shit. Like there's a lot of, uh, especially in modern cameras, there's a fuckload of settings that you need to learn. There's a lot of shit in there and, and it's not getting any easier. Like that that technology. Well, I mean, technically once, once you've gotten the fundamentals down, it is getting easier. Like more stuff is being automated. I I know that AI is going to creep into the photo uh, market even further than it already has been. And before too terrible long, it's literally professional photographers are literally just going to be point and shoot. Um, which I, I really hope that doesn't end up being the case, but manual mode's just going to disappear. Uh, either way, you're going to start off. Now, if you do the same Google search that, it's just did, that I just did, how to get started in photography, you're going to get a few posts. Now, you're going to get differing results. Obviously, I've been searching around photography sites and shit like that for a long time now, so my Google algorithm's going to be a little bit different, but... Uh, the first thing that pops up in here is want to get started in photography. Here are some of our tips. And this is from Adorama. Now, before I, I get started in here, I actually just looking at this list, I don't really have, uh, I don't really have too many complaints here, but, um, just before I get started, I've bought a lot of stuff off of Adorama. <laughs> I, I love their site. Um, I, I, I am a customer, uh, and, uh, Hopefully nobody from Adorama ever ends up listening to this. I know I don't have shit for an audience right now, but if it grows, if it, if it grows to a point where enough people are listening to this, I really don't want to eat any of these words, but, um, I'm not even going to look into who wrote this article because, uh, it just says written by Adorama. 
So I, I really don't want to dig any further than that. Um, I'm also not going to jump into the, the article. I'm just going to jump right at these tips. They've got 16 tips here. And you know what? We're just going to do the entire video off of these. Um, video. Fucking moron. Um, so you want to get started in photography. Here's some of our tips. One, find your inspiration. Duh, dipshit. That's how we get going. It's like you probably, I would hope that you found your inspiration already once you picked it up, but I'm going to tell you now, you're going to find your inspiration about 14 dozen times. Uh, so, I mean, if you find an initial inspiration, don't be afraid of that inspiration drawing away from you or, or wa- waxing or waning over the time of your time of the course of your time as a photographer. It's absolutely going to happen. Get a good camera is number two. And I disagree with this one, at least right off at the start. Like, I don't, I don't want you to get started in photography that way. Like, I want you to like... If I was going to recommend to myself, if I was going to give myself advice on how to get started in photography when I was really starting to look into it is stop looking at what the best stuff is. Because when you hear somebody say, get a good camera, immediately the first question they're going to have is what's the best one? What's the best one? Um, Their point in here is once you got a pretty good idea of what you want your subject to be, the only other thing you really need to start taking those amazing stills is a good camera. That's true. You need a good camera. And draw the line there. Draw the line there at good. Like, they're talking about budget mid-pro mirrorless cameras. Like, I I really don't feel like there's a... uh, I I mean, it really depends on what your budget is. I remember somebody who messaged me. They were going through a lot of questions trying to ask me what, like, like, a good budget option would be. They didn't want to spend too much money. And they ended up getting an R6. Now, Canon R6, how much would that have been? That would have been like a little over a grand, two grand at the time. Actually, like even a used one. Yeah, not even a used one's going to drop in there. Like a brand new Canon EOS R6 is going to cost you 2,500 bucks. It's like, that's not budget friendly for me. That's not a starter camera. I would not have recommended a starter camera at that point. Like, honestly, I wouldn't recommend a mirrorless line. Uh, if you were going to get started, unless you really wanted to jump into it hard, like you knew for damn sure that you were going to jump into this damn thing hard. And that was going to be the end of it. It's like, I would honestly recommend a camera. That's just a basic DSLR. I would not recommend a mirrorless right out of the gate because the mirrorless is already taken away. Like some of the stuff, like I had a couple DSLRs before I jumped into the mirrorless game and the mirrorless uh, camera that I have or that I had when I got in, like my first mirrorless camera was an EOS R uh, that took away some of the fundamentals that I needed to learn. Um, having that, uh, having exposure simulation in the eye, in the eye viewer or on the back of the camera, either one, like most DSLRs that you'll be able to get now are going to have exposure simulation on the back of the camera anyway, but having it in the eye, in the viewer, uh, took away some of the guesswork. And I know that it shouldn't be guesswork. Like if you really learned your fundamentals, you'd be able to learn to, to read light better than that, which eventually I did. I was able to do, but if you're, if you're really wanting to get started and you want to learn those fundamentals, you want to learn the hard way. See if you can get yourself like, God, I don't even want to recommend that as like a budget camera, but, uh, maybe, maybe one of like the 5d, like if you could find like a Mark three. If you could find a 5D Mark three, a Canon 5D Mark three for a reasonable price, that'd be pretty sweet. Like the 5D Mark four is going to cost you a shitload, but like there's the 5D Mark three had been out long enough to where I feel like you'd be able to find a used one for not terribly, uh, not terribly expensive, but that's like, that's like my high end. That's the high end. I'm not recommending that as, as like a, as a budget option. Um, honestly, if you have an iPhone, you could get started there. Like, I hate that I'm saying that right now. I really do, because I don't want to recommend anybody starts getting into iPhone photography, hashtag iPhone photography, because I mean, it's a false sense of security right off of the gate. And it's like, oh, I can I can be a great photographer with just my phone. It's like, yeah, you you technically you can. Um, but there's going to be a lot of limitations that you're going to notice uh, before too terrible long. And there's going to be a lot of quality differences that you will be able to see once you really get a trained eye for it. And sometimes you don't even need a trained eye for it. You're going to notice like that dip in quality there because there are things that those cameras can't do in those phones that a professional camera can. But if you're just wanting to get started, like that's where I would, that's where I would begin. Like most people, like you might even be able to, you might be listening to me right now with a camera in your pocket or with the camera in your pocket. Like 
like get started there. Uh, I like if you're a Samsung user, which I am, I, I don't have an iPhone. I like, I haven't had an iPhone in a long time, but I mean, if you're a Samsung user, you've got a pro mode, you've probably got a pro mode in your phone. Like the galaxy line has a pro mode in their camera where you can actually go in and set manual settings and you can really start to fiddle with that stuff. You really want to, you just need to learn that key triangle, you know, like the, the, the Holy Trinity of camera settings, which is going to be your shutter speed, your aperture and your ISO. It's like, just do all the research on those three things. It's like, once again, your, your shutter speed, your aperture and your ISO. And, uh, and sometimes for me, it's in that order. Uh, sometimes it's aperture shutter speed and then ISO kind of dependent on what I'm shooting, but like get the camera that you need in order to learn those fundamentals and spend like a comfortable amount of money. That's a mistake that I made. If I was going to give myself advice, it would be like, do not spend an uncomfortable or irresponsible amount of money on your first camera because going through your first camera is going to be the thing that like shows you the shit that you feel like you're missing. Like, that's where you're going to be like, okay, well, I, I really like, I'm, I'm taking these photos, but I really wish this camera could do this, or I really wish that I could do this. And if I was going to make an initial investment into anything, again, if I was giving myself this advice, it would be like, all right, invest your money in your glass first. All right. Put, put money into your lenses before you put them into your body, because the lenses are going to outlive your camera body. Uh, now I don't necessarily mean like, like physically it's like you drop a lens versus dropping a camera body. Like both of them are probably going to be fucked depending on the height that you drop them from. But that lens is going to be used on multiple. Like I've got lenses that I have used on every camera that I own or have owned. Uh, like it's, it's as simple as that. And, and unfortunately, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't invest in amazing glass right off of the bit, right off of the bat but I was using a starter kit lens that I got off of the camera that I bought. It was like a rebel. God, which rebel was it? I think it was the SL two. I think that was the first camera that I picked up. Um, and I, I was using the kit lens on that. And then I used uh 10, like EF 10 to 14, uh, for a really long time. And those were the two lenses that I was using. That kit lens was like an 1855, which not a lot of range there. And I was doing concert photography at the time. So you can imagine how shitty that stuff looked. I was doing band photos and I was doing concert photography and the concert photos they took on that camera probably will never see the light of day ever again. Uh, I don't even know if I still have them in my computer. Like I can dig through here, but I really don't want to. Um, there's a lot of shit that I didn't know at that point in time. And I know that I've gone way too hard on, uh, on this point, but yeah, yeah, get a good camera, but get one, but do not spend an uncomfortable amount of money doing so. Like I, I can't stress that enough. Like a lot of people are going to be showing you, like you're going to see comparisons about the best cameras out there left and fucking right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like if I was giving this advice to myself, I would tell myself like, you don't fucking deserve the best yet. You don't know what the best is. Like if you don't know what the best is, you don't deserve it. And so really start there. Like start off with a camera that's going to like show you what your limitations are. And then you can build into your next body from there. Like, I'm, I'm coming off really aggressive. I know that, but like, I'm passionate about this. So like, I, and honestly, like I'm a little angry at myself. Cause it's like, dude, uh, you can't go back in time, but if I fucking could, man, there's some shit that I would have fixed. Uh, their third point here is learn about famous photographers. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, I don't know shit. I like, I couldn't name a famous photographer off the top of my head other than a few of the YouTube, uh, the YouTube photographers that I watched. And, and I don't think that's what they mean. I don't, I don't think that's what they mean in this article. Uh, let's see if they drop a couple names. Learn about famous photographers. It's like, while you can explore social media apps like Pinterest or Instagram to find photographers that inspire you, it's important to learn about established photographers of past eras. Even if you're interested in digital photography, studying classic film photographers like Ansel Adams, I've heard, okay, I've heard that name before can teach you a lot about composition for landscape photography. If you're more into portrait photography, then check out the work of photographers like Diane Arbus, Vivian Meyer, Mayer, and Richard Avedon. I haven't heard of any of those three, and I take mostly portrait photos. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that this is, like, in order. Like, I don't know that you need to learn about famous photographers. It would certainly be good to look at the portfolios of people as, as they've gone through, especially from, like, the film eras. Um 
I mean, even just for like some editing inspiration or something like that. But I don't know if learning about famous photographers is something that I would spend a bunch of time focusing on. Uh, I mean, unless you were in school studying this stuff, I mean, then it's going to be a requirement. But um, I I really like trying to take this point as something that's going to like force you into it. It's like if you're going to be looking up like uh, established photographers, just make sure that they're photographers that stick to a style that you appreciate. Like. Uh, cause like, it's like, cause we're talking about getting started, you know, we're talking about like that early era and we want to keep you interested. Like we want to keep you going. If you're, if you're going to be that type, who's going to look around to like all famous photographers, whether their style is something that you're into or not, I applaud you, but I'm, I've got ADHD. It's hard enough for me to focus as it is. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, experiment with different types of photography. I love this one. Yeah, this, this, this makes, this, this is a good point. Um, when I, when I was getting started in photography, I was doing, uh, let's see, I did a little bit of product photography and I sucked at it. I was doing some portrait photography and I kind of sucked at it and I was doing landscape photography and I really sucked at it. Um, and it it took a while to, took a while to hone all of those things, but there's very different settings that, you know, like, and I was doing manual from the start, um, because that was the first bit of advice that I saw is to not shoot in manual, which is actually my first piece of advice as well. Like if you're going to ask me the same thing, it's like, how do I get started in photography? Again, it's learn those key three settings is your shutter speed, your aperture and your ISO and use and like shoot in fucking manual, shoot in manual, like get used to having that level of control over everything, like right off of the bat. Like if you want to shoot in like aperture priority settings or something like that. Some cameras will let you shoot like most cameras will let you shoot an aperture priority, at least if they're on like the pro line, even I think even the rebel line, if it, if it lets you swap to manual, it should give you aperture priority or like or shutter ISO or shutter priority um, where you're basically locking one of those settings down. It's like that maybe then maybe then, but I like, I like having full control at all times. I'm not worried about missing a sh- like fucking up and hitting a setting that I wasn't wanting to change, uh, like most of the time, mainly because it's like muscle memory for me to lock my settings once I've got it dialed in. Um, but, uh, yeah, experiment with different types of photography because it's going to force you to change those settings. Like it's going to force you to fuck around with manual mode, like quite a bit. And that's, that's never not a good thing. Like forcing you to learn something by doing something that you wanted to do but like your methodology has to change to adapt to that. That's always a good thing. Like I said, I was doing product photography at first and it was mainly just musical instruments because I was trying to promote like a musical project. Um, and like, I was trying to come up with like backing, like background photos and stuff for social media or like YouTube banners and stuff like that. Like it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I didn't use any of it. I've probably still got them somewhere, but they're not good. Like they're really not good. And after a while of doing landscape photos, and kind of like, cause in the moment of shooting the photo, I always thought that it was, that it was going to be great, but I didn't have exposure simulation at the time. So like there was a lot of lessons that I had to learn. So when I would go in uh, to the camera and look at it uh, in, uh, in Lightroom or Photoshop, either one, I can't remember which one I start. I think I started editing in Lightroom classic. Uh, yeah. It, it took a while before I like really, b- before I really, uh, noticed some of the shit that I needed to change. But unfortunately I was the type of person who blamed it on the equipment. Like I was just like, Oh, the, like this guy was talking about this thing that I'm running into now. I was like, that's why I'm having problems. Um, and so I jumped the gun on some irresponsible purchases and that was, that was kind of detrimental. Like that was certainly, again, that's advice that I would, that I would give myself back in the days. It's like, no, like you're doing it wrong. It's like the, <laughs> the violin isn't playing badly. You just suck at violin, like practice the fucking violin. Like it's really what it comes down to. But yeah, experimenting with different types of photography is going to be something that jumps you around to that. Like no matter what, like it's going to force you to get into that. Uh, number five is compose carefully. I really don't think that they needed to fucking, uh, I don't, I don't think they needed to put a whole paragraph in for this one. It's like you already had 16 items in your list. Probably could have narrowed this down to 10. I'm going to take that one off of the list because compose carefully is just like learning to do photography. Like that's, that's just how it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. What does it say? In photography, it's obviously always quality over quantity. It's very true. 
Uh, taking hundreds of pictures won't make a photographer, especially if the shots are not well thought of. Before holding the camera up near your face and clicking the shutter, take a few seconds to study the scene. Properly focus on your subject and carefully frame your shot. Don't just take photos of everything as professionals say it. Keep it simple, stupid. A simple tilt or movement of the camera to the right is capable of adding a story and appeal to a photo, so use that viewfinder well. Uh, okay, they've got a link here to another article. Follow photography composition basics with care, and you'll soon find the best scene to capture. Like, like that point just kind of comes down to learning learning the fundamentals. That's that's the same thing. Um, the next point is go manual. We've already talked about that. Like, absolutely, uh, absolutely go manual uh, as soon as possible, if not immediately, upon picking up a camera that allows you to shoot in manual. Or again, opening up your phone and seeing if it has a manual mode. Um, I think that's showing up more and more as people like get more into using their phones for cameras and uh, video production stuff like that. Especially in video production, you really want to use, you really want to get used to using manual if you're going to be doing video, because uh, there's a there's a lot of control that you're going to need to learn in that. And then you're also going to need ND filters if you ever shoot during the day, but that's an, another fucking story. Uh, the next point they have is attend a workshop. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't attend any workshops and I, I still haven't. Um, I, I, I've watched a few seminars online and, uh, and again, I've got ADHD. I don't know how much I absorbed off of that information. It was really hard to focus. Like whenever I'm watching something online, it's like, fuck man, I've got two monitors. I'm jumping around on a bunch of shit. And I was like, and I haven't been medicated for any of those seminars or anything like that. So yeah, focusing on that, like, I, I can't give you good advice on that or not. Um, if it's within, if it's within your budget, cause most of those workshops are going to cost something, uh, I would say go, I know that Rockbrook camera locally to my area, it's a little shout out for them. I've spent a fuckload of money there too. Um, they're not a sponsor, but it'd be cool. Uh, but I know that they put stuff on, uh, and, and I would, I would trust them to, to set you straight, uh, especially about learning fundamentals and stuff like that, especially around lighting. Like I know that there'd be a lot of lighting and flash tutorials and stuff like that they probably put on that would be really good uh learn how to read light is their next point uh and i don't know necessarily what they mean by this i, I have an idea of what i would mean by it but one of the most crucial factors that can make or break a photo is light that's true therefore it's important that a photographer learns how to use it to his or her advantage duh uh you can make do with ambient light like diffuse sunlight or any existing indoor lighting to capture well-exposed images, but learning to position your subject or added light sources can give your photos a different touch and feel. Yeah. When you're just starting out, you don't have access to light modifiers, studio lights, or slave flashes yet. It helps when you can read the direction of light and manipulate it using props such as reflectors and DIY light filters to manually create beautiful highlights, shadows, and silhouettes with a scene. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, if you're wanting reflect, like if you feel like you need reflectors, get some tin foil and some cardboard and just, and just prop those things up lean them up against stuff, have somebody hold them for you. Uh, I've, I've used diffusion, uh, before, like I've used diffusers that were just bed sheets before it was just white bed sheets just to kind of like touch that light down a little bit. And, uh, just, like, don't put it right up against the light source or anything like that. Just kind of like hold it out in front a little bit and just crank that light up. If you can, if it's a controllable one, um, I've used mirrors, before uh that didn't work out too great but uh, i have done that before i've i've bounced flash off of walls uh straight up off of walls depends on the paint color of the wall but um stuff like that man like it it doesn't have to be crazy expensive light modifier uh for it to be good but i like experiment with light like i'm still doing that to this day there's still a lot of light shit that um like I have to learn because there's always something new to learn. That's one of the great things about photos is that even if you've learned it already, like there's probably a better methodology to it when you come back to revisit it, which is great. Um, and so, yeah, uh, like experiment a lot, experiment with light a lot. Like it's not unusual for me to go from flash to like static light in a shoot. I'll bounce back and forth between methods just to see which one I like the most. Like I'm not a traditional photographer at all though, either though. It was like, it was like, so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen my portfolio, you haven't seen like my style of work. Um, I, I don't even know if I'm the best <laughs> resource for you. Like, I don't know if I'd be the best authority to go to when it comes to, to photography fundamentals or not. I was like, cause some of my stuff looks pretty fucked up. Uh, and a lot of that's intentional. 
sometimes it's just fucked up and I can't do anything about it, but I like the shot still. So I throw it out anyway, but that doesn't happen very often. That's actually pretty rare. Um, uh, most of the time, like if it doesn't look the way I want it to, I just don't use it. Um, but, uh, and sometimes like those experiments fail. Like I hate it when it happens, but sometimes an experiment just does not work out and, uh, and I can't salvage the shoot. And uh, like, I feel really bad for wasting other people's time. I, I feel horrible wasting my own, but like sometimes the experiments don't work out. And so like the first thing I would say when you're learning how to read, especially when it comes to lighting, like if you're experimenting, if you're experimenting with lighting and you fuck up, do not fucking quit. Like just keep trying, just keep trying. Like you fuck up with anything. Don't stop. Don't quit. Like fucking up is going to be part of it, especially in photography, especially in art in general. Fucking up is going to be like a, a vital part. Honestly, I would say it's like, I really feel like if you, if you get into photography and you don't fuck up ever, you're either not trying very hard and not providing like actual quality is just people are telling you that it's quality and like lying to your face about it because they don't want to hurt your feelings or, uh, you've found like one niche that you're good at and all your photos look the same because you're not trying and trying to learn new shit. And because you're afraid to fuck up, do not be afraid to fuck up in any art form whatsoever or in life in general, honestly. I mean, unless it's going to get you killed, but I, I would hope that photography isn't the, the venue for <laughs> such a, such an ultimatum. Uh, the next point, get active experience really is the best teacher. Yeah, just do it. I don't really, know why they wasted something like this. Just go and do it. Just fucking go shoot. Uh, 10, take your time. Like with any hobby or profession, learning to grow, learning and growth takes time. Rushing to become a pro will not only put unnecessary pressure. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, again, it's kind of the same thing. Don't be afraid to fuck up. Uh, don't rush yourself. Like if something doesn't work out, just keep trying. Uh, and you're always going to have new shit to learn. So again, uh, expand your gear. No, don't do that. Uh, when you're just getting started, don't expand your gear. Uh, only get what you absolutely fucking need. And even then, like, there's a lot of sh Dude, one thing that I actually did right uh, was in the video side. Of, well, I, I didn't do it right for very long. But one thing that I did right is I, I didn't get a tripod right away. I actually got a monopod first. Um, and it was it was a really nice monopod. I still have it to this day. I, I would still use it. Um for any, uh, like landscape or anything where I'm having to have a, like I'm having a hard time holding still for the shot, uh, based off of, uh, I don't know. Like, like I would, I haven't used it in a long time because most of my portrait shots don't really require it. But, um, if I was using, if I was doing video, like it, it comes out just about every video shoot that I do this monopod. Uh, but that thing, that thing could act as a tripod set up. It's just like, just, just to hold the camera still long enough. It was like, yeah, your framing isn't going to be exactly perfect because it's a monopod, but your height's going to be about the same. Like find, like if you're going to expand your gear, try and find stuff that is multi-use as much as possible. There's a lot of stuff that's advertised in the photography world that solves one singular problem. And, and, and it's normally fucking expensive or cheap crap. Like there's not a lot of in between, uh, and so like, if you're going to expand your gear, uh, again, the first thing that I would recommend is if you're going to expand your gear at all, it's going to be lenses. Um, but again, you want to try and find something that solves multiple problems right off the bat. Like if, if I was going to tell somebody to get one lens, like their first lens for a budget photographer, like, and this is just on the Canon side. I, I, I'm sure that there's a Sony or a Nikon equivalent or a Panasonic equivalent. Like there's a ton of brands out there, but out of the big three, I know there's going to be an equivalent to this lens and it's going to be what photographers call the nifty 50, uh, for the Canon side of things. It's just an EF 50 millimeter. It's a prime lens. So it, like there's no zoom on it or anything like that, but it opens up to 1.8. It's a, it is a great lens. It is a great lens. That is a great, great, great focal length to get started on. Like, and I had one for a while and honestly, I still feel like I didn't use it enough. Like when I got a hold of that thing, my concert photography got up to a new level because like that forced me to get better at my framing because again, it wasn't a zoom lens. Like, and I use primarily zoom lenses now. Like my primary lens right now is a 28 to 70 F2. Um, but again, this is like way down the road. 
but that like that 50 millimeter lens solved a lot of problems. That monopod that I had solved a lot of problems. Like there was, there's a lot of utility out of that thing. Um, it saved me from needing to buy a gimbal for a while just because like you could use warp stabilization and the image stabilization built into the camera. Um, warp stabilization in Premiere, that is. Like, so like, so many, so many problems solved by that. And also, um, if you're going to expand your gear, I want to say, uh, this is something that I fucked up on a lot. Uh, get yourself a camera bag that is just big enough to carry your essentials for that shoot. Do not buy a camera bag that carries all of your shit and bring that with you every single time. Uh, I, first of all, it's going to save your back. And second of all, like, like, my my camera equipment kind of lives in my main bag where I could carry everything as much as possible. The only time I'm taking that entire camera bag with me these days now is if I'm going on vacation somewhere and I'm going to be shooting all kinds of shit and I like I don't know what to prepare for. And some of this and most of the stuff inside of that bag is actually like everyday use shit. Like I'll have my tablet in there that I I can do my tablet or my laptop for editing on the go. Um I'll have my backup batteries. I'll have my chargers in there, like everything that I would need to like basically take my, my camera setup to a hotel room to set up with like, do not get yourself a camp. But like I, I had that too soon. I got a hold of that too soon. And so I was carrying around like this gigantic fucking camera bag with me everywhere with all of my gear in it, which is a fucking stupid move in some of the areas that I went to where I was just like, where I was just sitting it out on like, in the fucking open with a bunch of people around like, like, yeah, like I generally feel like people don't want to steal stuff, but there's bad actors out there. You're going to fuck up my day with that mentality. Um, and so, yeah, uh, if you're going to expand your gear, only expand it when you need to expand your gear to a point where you are only getting items that serve multiple uses or solve multiple problems and don't take all of it with you for every shoot. That's the best way. But again, lenses are going to be like if I was going to prioritize a purchase, if I was giving myself that advice, it would be expand on your lenses first. Um, and you don't really have to expand too far. You really don't like like once you get into up into the pro line, like again, I'm going to tell you to start with like the 50 millimeter 1.8, because unless you're trying to do wildlife photography, that thing's going to be amazing for you. Um, and if you wanted to do wildlife photography, if you're going out on these excursions, just rent those big zoom lenses don't even bother trying to buy one. They're like fucking 11 grand for the good ones. Don't like, don't even think about it. Like I, I don't have one like, and I, and I won't have one. I will only ever rent a wildlife centered lens, something like that. Like most, most photographers don't actually own them. They're renting them. And, and that fucking price reflects why, uh, it's like find, find yourself a core lens find yourself maybe one to three core lenses that you will actually use all of the time. It's like, so something that's a good wide angle zoom. Like I've got a, uh, I've got a 14 to 35 that I use quite a bit. I've got the 20, uh, the 28 to 70 F2. And then I've got a 70 to 200. And those are the three lenses that I use probably more than anything else. I've got an 85 1.8, uh, that I use for portraits occasionally. Um, but not nearly enough to, to prioritize buying it early. Um, honestly, that 28 to 70, which was a 24 to 70 for a while, it was a 24 to 70 F 2.8 for a long time. And that was an amazing lens. Got a lot of life out of that. That would be my first recommendation to somebody who's not doing like something that you need a lot of zoom for like a 24 to 70 would be the first one that I would recommend to anybody. Uh, once you're really, once you're really like, Hey, I'm into this and I'm going to make a big investment into a, into glass. What should I get? a 24 to 70, a hundred percent. Um, let's see. Number 12, find a mentor. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't found a mentor and sometimes I, I think back thinking that I should have, um, I had a lot of people that I followed on social media and just kind of like tried to absorb as much information as I could there, but, uh, never had like a full out mentor. I feel like it's not too late though. Like I would, I would like to get a mentor from somebody uh, especially somebody who's like brutally honest with me about some of the shit. Like again, photography is really subjective. So there's a lot of advice that they uh, wouldn't be able to give me based off of that subjectivity that I, like I would need to take without a grain of salt. Um, but like everybody has something to offer, like everybody's opinion, everybody's got an opinion. And sometimes those opinions are going to be crap. Sometimes they're going to be like fully valid. Most of my opinions are probably pretty crap. 
It's like, I'm only 33 years old. I don't know shit about anything. Like, I'd like to think that I've got some life experience where I know some shit, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, and I've only been at photography for a while now. So yeah, there's a lot of shit that I could learn. And a, and a mentor is not something that I would rule out as uh, something good. Uh, but make sure that you're, uh, make sure that you got some thick skin because anytime that I've ever asked for creative, uh, critiques or anything like that, there's been like, there's been some compliment, there's been some compliments and there's been some, there's been some criticism. It's all been constructive. Um, but the first few times that it was taken, I wasn't taking it too well. And, uh, you got to thicken your skin up a little bit, especially if you're openly inviting people to critique your stuff, which is, which a mentor would absolutely do. Uh, number 13, try a photography challenge. I don't know about that. Um, I, I would, when it, when I hear photography challenge, I'm thinking of something official, like something that you're seeing on social media or something that somebody's trying to like, that's putting a pressure on yourself. That's kind of undue. Um, I feel like if you're going to give yourself, if you're going to do a photography challenge, it should be one that you give to yourself. That way, like you are the ultimate judge on whether or not you were successful at it. Um, a, a photography challenge that I wanted to give to myself. Um, so I sell a lot of photos on stock image websites. Um, like I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow up the links or anything like that, but, um, I mean, like the site that I use covers all the basics. So, um, one of the photography challenges that I gave to myself is like whenever I'm doing my walk for my workout, like I'm doing, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of like long distance walks, two mile minimums, um, on a semi daily basis. I've been really slacking lately, but I, I need to get back up on that. I've just been doing my at home shit, but, um, I take the camera with me and I take shit that like could be used as stock image sites. And, uh, like just the last one that I went on just a couple days ago, uh, like I, I was running into some stuff where I was just like, okay, well, like I, I, like I was like, I needed to play with settings again because I've been doing portrait photography for so long to where like I've gotten kind of used to my rhythm and uh, like I, I had to break out of it again. Uh, and so, and, and I've done it a few times now and each time it's still like, okay, you need to like, if I was going to give myself a photography challenge, it would almost be to do a different style of photography every week. Like that would be an interesting one for me. This is like, so like I did portrait photography one week. I, I need to do, I need to get landscape photography in the next, or I need to do product photography, the next macro photography, the next or something like that, or, or just have a set per week that is outside of like my normal style, just to kind of like keep things, uh, tasty, uh, I don't know why tasty was the word that came into mind. It sounds fucking gross when I say it. Just to, just to keep things new and fresh. Um, join or take an online course. Yes, absolutely. I, I do recommend doing that. Uh, especially when it comes to like using Photoshop and Lightroom. There's a lot of shit to learn there. Uh, and so that's where I would focus my efforts on more than anything else is just getting used to Lightroom and Photoshop. Just, I mean, a hotkey course alone uh, would be super helpful, um, which... Okay. Now number 15 is their learn is learn photo editing. Like, like, I don't know why this is so late. Like this would be like, this is like super early on. It's like, yeah, you need to learn to edit. If you get into photography and to decide that you don't need to edit and you're just going to walk around like a Polaroid or something like that, fuck off. Like, um, I mean, first of all, I'll applaud that if you get really good at it. Um, but at the same time, like get into photo editing. If you're doing digital photography at all, fucking do that shit. Um, back up and organize your photos. That's a given. Like, I don't like, yeah, duh, duh. <laughs> That's all I've got to say to that one. Uh, and then you got frequently asked questions. Okay. What do we got here? Can I teach myself to be a photographer? Yes, you can. Um, well, let's see. What do they say? Absolutely. You can. However, you need proper drive, motivation, and discipline. You don't need any of that. It's like, if like, what's your end goal? Like, are you wanting to be a professional photographer? You're wanting to be a fashion photographer. Like, are you wanting to be a landscape photographer? There's a different set of rules for each one that you need to follow. Um, is it hard to get into photography? No, I can't say that it would be that it's hard to get into photography, which is why everybody with a fucking camera thinks they're a photographer. Like, even if they got the camera for like, it's like a fucking dinky little digital camera that shoots like a two megapixel thing. Um, like that's, that's my, that's my bitter side coming back out. I'm sorry. Um, is it hard to get in photography? No, it is not. Uh, it is hard to stay into photography if it doesn't go well for you right away. 
um, which is what turns most people off when they're trying to get into something new. It's like you get into something new and you get past, you get into the basics, you get a, like you, maybe you get a firm hand on the basics and then you don't go advanced at all. Like when it becomes work, when it, when it becomes difficult, when you run into that stuff, like, yeah, there's a lot of shit to learn. There's a lot of complex stuff to know about photography in order to get crazy good at it. And that can be discouraging to a lot of people. Uh, so it's not hard to get into photography. It's hard to stay. Um, I mean, unless you love it, which is why I'm fucking hooked for life. Uh, what gear do beginning photographers need? Uh, we've talked about this. It's like, get yourself an affordable camera. Do not spend irresponsibly and invest. Make your first really big investment into a good lens. Uh, because a good lens on a crappy camera will still be a good lens. Um, like the camera, like, like again, your camera body is going to change far more than your lenses will if you're, if you spent money on a good lens. Uh, so definitely do that again, get yourself a camera bag that is only big enough to carry your essentials for the shoot that you need to go to. Otherwise keep it at home. Like do not advance your gear like crazy. Uh, this thing here says all you need is a camera with a kit lens or two and a few accessories like batteries, memory cards, and a tripod. As you develop your interest, you can branch out into prime lenses, wide angle lenses, or macro lenses. So you can master new subjects. It's like, yeah, uh, it, that's the short and curly of it. Sure. Absolutely. Look for a camera with room for growth as your skills advance. I would say look for a lens with room for growth. But, um, but yeah, because uh, whatever, because again, like I said earlier, like if you get a cam, like you're going to get a hold of a camera and if there's certain things that you wish that you could do with it, you can jot that shit down for the next body that you get. Uh, what should every new photographer learn? Uh, we've already talked about that. Learn how to edit, learn how to shoot in manual, learn aperture, ISO, and shutter speed. Uh, not necessarily in that order. Uh, how do I make money as a photographer? Do not ask this question when you're getting started. Uh, that's a piece of advice that I would have given myself early on. Like, don't try and get into photography, like right off of the bat and start charging people. Like, I feel like that's going to lead you to a lot of disappointment. Um, I feel like it's going to lead you to like, I feel like looking at other photographers pricing ranges is going to give you a lot of, uh, false senses of, uh, grandeur. Um, like even this figure here, full-time photographers usually earn somewhere between 30,000 and 75,000, but some also make a lot more. Yeah. Some also make a lot less. I don't make anywhere close to $30,000 a year. Not even fucking close. Many photographers prefer to transition to photography part-time, first determining if it'll be financially sustainable as a career, and then later making the leap to full-time. It's like, yeah. Um, if you if you can if you're a full-time photographer, I, I I bow down to you. Like, first of all, because I, I wouldn't be able to manage that. Unfortunately, I've got a lot of financial difficulties um that are stopping me from making the jump into full-time photography. But uh for me in particular, like I don't want to do the sets. I don't want to do the photo sets that would be required for full-time photography. Um, there's a lot of, like I got into photography sp simply for like the art and the expressive side of it. So if you're looking to get advice on how to make money if it's a, as a photographer, I'm not the person to go to. I'll be the first one to tell you that I, I don't know how to give you like the proper advice on how to get going and stuff like that. Um, if I would say anything is know your worth. And when you're getting started, you're worth nothing. Like, like that might be harsh, but like, if you're just getting into photography, you just got started. You picked up your camera yesterday. You don't get to tell somebody it's like, Hey, can I, can I book a shoot with you? I'll charge you this much. And, and the way you go, it's like, no, you don't get to fucking do that. It was like, when you're getting started, be as humble as humanly possible. It was like, like if, if, first of all, if you need money right off the, if you need money to get your gear or if you need money to help pay for the gear that you just bought, you probably spent irresponsibly. And I, and I, and I know that because that's what I did. I fucked it up and I was charging people right off the bat. Like, I'm not, I'm not speaking from like craziness here. It was like, I wanted to be a full-time photographer when I got going, but when you learn the game and you find out that you've got to do like all the other sets that you don't really want to do, like you need to fucking do, like you, you want to be able to do business headshots or couples photography. It's like, fuck family photography, social senior pictures, graduations, weddings, stuff like that. It's like all different subsets of paid photography, but man, like do not get this figure of 30,000 to 75,000 into your head and think that that's where you're going to go. Like 
I imagine like most full-time photographers, I imagine don't hit those figures for until several years into their career. Like that's going to be tough. Like, and I, I might be coming off a little cynical. Like you, you might be able to jump into that a little bit quicker, but like, I certainly don't want to fill anybody's head with that expectation. So that one's just, uh, that one's just there. Uh, final words about getting into photography. Uh, feature image via Shutterstock. Come on, Adorama. He couldn't find somebody to take these photos. Really? Uh, fuck. That's funny. Uh, photography is a popular art form for a reason. Whether you want to explore photography as a means of self-expression, as a way to capture important travel memories, or as an escape from the hustle and bustle of your day-to-day life, picking up a camera and practicing is the only way to start. Try not to feel discouraged if a concept or technique doesn't come easily to you. Yes, please. Or if you need to repeatedly reference your notes or helpful educational articles. Yeah, like I rewatched videos. I rewatched several videos for a very long time. Um, continuing on, focused, focus not on the end goal of the photograph, but on the joy of holding a camera in your hands and finding beauty and interest in the world around you. The more you practice, the easier for that's just such a bogus line. Find the beauty and interest in the world. And one of the things I fucking hate most about some photographer sayings is, oh, I'm capturing moments in time. I'm, I'm helping capture the memories that you're going to cherish for. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Always when I see that too. Always when I see that where somebody's like, I want to help capture the moments that you will cherish forever. I'm going to freeze these moments in time so you can enjoy them for the rest of your life. It was like, like almost immediately after that, I was like, that'll be $5,000 an hour. Thank you so much. And then there's a bunch of hidden fees for other shit. And it's, like, it's always on the fucking portfolio website of the person who's like so far up their own goddamn ass. It's just like, fuck off. Fuck yourself. You could give a shit. You don't give a fuck about making sure that that person remembers that memory. You're what? You're just waiting for them to open up the fucking wallet. That might be harsh, and and I'm and I'm sure that's not that it's not everybody that's like that. But even the person who has that on their website portfolio right now, or some variation of that saying, is going to be looking at, like, I is going to be looking at somebody else who does the same thing, having the same fucking comments that I do, one hundred percent. 100%. They're going to look at it and they're going to be like, you pretentious cunt. Fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I hate those sayings. I hate those cliches around photography. I hate it so fucking much. Like, it just, it just, it just drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> continuing on. The more you practice, the easier photography and its many nuances will become. Yes, absolutely. Um, there will always be a new nuance, but yeah, um, the more you practice, like that goes with anything. Uh, once you get started with photography, there are many ways to elevate your craft. Take your time, find your style, and you'll be expanding and learning in no time. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to end it. Um, yeah, it was an okay article. There's there's a lot of shit that I would change here, uh, specifically around like the beginning photographer, the very beginner. I, I did also didn't read like the beginning of this thing, but uh, so like they might have they might have thrown into disclaimers like no, it was like how to get into photography get into it, get interested in it. It's like, that's like, that's, that's my, that's the easiest way to get into photography is just be into it. Look up what you need to find out what a good starting camera would be. That is within a reasonable budget for you. Use that camera on manual almost immediately. Like stick to manual mode, uh, like right out from the start and like really get into really, really get into that grind, really get going. And, uh, like really get into the fundamentals of those settings, like explore those settings, fuck up those settings, make mistakes, like intention, like, like whenever you see like somebody putting out a rule around photography, like the rule of thirds or like any, anything related to like a photography rule. If somebody, if somebody's ever put them out, it was like the, let's see, basic rules of photography like i really don't want to get into this because this is this episode's gone like way longer than i already thought like use the rule of thirds use symmetry in your photos compose people intentionally combine several composition principles into one compose your photo using color what create panoramic photographs create texture and pattern photos use high and low angles uh these are just 12 essential composition guidelines that every photographer should use um okay seven basic photography rules rule of thirds simplify, fill the frame, framing, think, feel like those are the same thing, 
uh, leading lines, space, keep horizon straight, break the rules. Uh, I actually like that. Uh, like I like break the rules. Um, cause that's, that's kind of a big thing. Like that, this isn't bad actually. Like this seven basic photography rules really isn't that bad except for fill the frame and framing. I feel like those are essentially the same rule, but, um, yeah, rule of thirds, keep it simple, fill the frame, framing, leading, fill the frame. I'm not even going to say them separately. Leading lines, space, keep horizon straight, break the rules. Yeah. Break the rules, break the rules at first. Like you want you want to break the rules and see what the results are. So you can understand why those rules existed in the first place. So absolutely, absolutely break those rules. Um, one of the, one of the rule, the only rule that I would add for photography rules is obsess over your light, obsess over your light and then break that rule and then break that rule. Fucking go into a shoot with shitty lighting and fucking see what you can make stick. Just go for it sometimes. Just fucking go for it sometimes. And if I, if I had to give a final piece of advice to myself is that if you fuck up a set, get a second opinion. Like sometimes I would fuck up photo sets and I just wouldn't even send them out. Like I, I wouldn't give them to anybody. I would apologize profusely and just like not give them to anybody. Like, no, get a second opinion. Like, like fine. Like, cause again, art is subjective. And if it's not something that you're super into, maybe somebody, maybe from another perspective, you'd actually be able to reappreciate it or make a change that actually does make you like it. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to fuck up. Don't be afraid to fuck up and break the rules. It's like fucking up is going to help you figure out how you fucked up and what you can do to fix it. And then breaking the rules is going to help you learn to learn to figure out why those rules existed in the first place. So, I mean, that, and that applies to life too. I think, uh, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, depending on what rule you're wanting to break at the time. But, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I would go. But yeah, I've rambled on for way too fucking long. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. My name's Seth Jones. This has been the Jones on the Lens podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Check out my website, www.jonesonthelens.com. And you can check out my portfolio there. I'm terrible at updating it. Make sure you're following me on socials so you can keep up with me. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I don't care. Be a part of the conversation. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I appreciate it a lot especially if I get to talk to you about something recent, that would be super awesome. Like, like, especially if you disagree, like, I'd like to know why you disagree. Let's have a civil conversation about it at least. And let's chat. I love it. Thanks for listening. Take it easy guys. Bye.